0: Hello and welcome to Null Pointers. We are your hosts, Mark, Gerald and Stephen. Today we'll be talking about staying up to date or how we stay up to date in this crazy tech world. But before we get getting onto staying up to date, Stephen... I've heard, state squid is no more. Bah, is that true? Bah, bah.
1: Yeah, you're you're absolutely correct. It is no more. My third favorite news, nougat package is is gone. <laughs> Out of three. Out of three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's actually there's not, there's not really a, a specific reason for it. To be honest, I never really had much. Uh, to do on that package, it it worked like it did, and there there wasn't really any issues. Maybe people weren't using it. That's always a risk, but um, yeah, I, I basically decided to donate it to charity, and charity in this case being the Community Toolkit for Xamarin.
2: Yeah. So
1: yeah, that's that's where it went. Uh, I put in the PR quite some time ago, and it got merged. And now Squid is a piece of legacy software, as they call it.
2: Oh my gosh, I see it. I I went to the NuGet page right now and it says it's been deprecated and it's legacy and it's no longer maintained. Wow, that is some harsh statements. So yeah, yeah, so this has been a little piece of layout where you can um, show like... Those shimmering kind. Well, you could show anything, right? So, um, whenever you were loading something, um, you could you could show a little loading animation or or do whatever you um, want to do, which is a GIF of Mark
1: brushing his teeth.
0: Yeah, for instance. Mm, Who who doesn't want to have that? Right, right,
1: right, right. Make it, and I'll put it in my next app.
2: Um, so you know, and that was uh, um, yeah um, donated by you generously to be put in uh, the uh, Xamarin Community Toolkit. So thank you for that, very awesome. And um, yeah, it's it, that talking about the Xamarin Community Toolkit, we have a lovely episode about it. So go check that out. Um, but it's it's shaping up pretty nicely. We have a lot of good stuff in there now, and um, yeah, it, it by the time you're hearing this, we might have a stable version out. Maybe, maybe not. I would mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And the other thing, Steven doesn't like to be, you know, um, uplifted like this, but he has been doing some great stuff for the documentation as well. So we will have docs whenever we come out with the Xamarin Community Toolkit.
1: So that is going to be pretty epic. Writing words in between diaper changes. Yes. Like a boss. Mm, um, nice tasking. asking. Yeah, but th- th- the thing is like, Time is is becoming a bit of an issue, and we'll we'll touch upon that during this episode probably as well. Time and how that is managed, but the thing is, like this this state squid package, I like I said, I made it, and after that, pretty much never really put much more thought in it. And I think putting it into something that is more broadly carried by multiple people, like the toolkit, at least allows it for, to maybe evolve a bit further and, and get some new things in there that I
0: couldn't have come up with. So let's see what it does. Speaking of seeing how things will work out, one way of, of learning new things is obviously scrolling through GitHub and reading the codes. But there are other ways how you can get aspired or maybe even get influenced in how to write your code in the future. So, Stephen, what is your main go-to to get inspired or know what's happening out in this technology savvy world of ours as developers
1: well it might be a very uninspiring answer but basically it's it's scrolling through my twitter timeline that's how i get very inspired because well there there's a lot of people in there obviously and there's a lot of cool stuff floating by from all all over the internet so that that's always a good source to to kind of go out of your comfort zone and read things that uh, that don't really particularly interest you right off the bat but once you once you start reading into it it's uh it's very cool and and other than that besides just mindlessly scrolling i also tend to just get inspired by actually not looking at a screen i don't know if that's something i'm, I'm assuming that's something you share but just Going outside for a bit—that—that <laughs> that actually inspires me to to come up with cool stuff that I previously never really gave much thought.
0: I think downtimes can be underestimated. When you give yourself some boring time or some downtime, your brain—it sometimes makes these very interesting connections in how you could do something, uh, which then can inspire you to do other creative things or sometimes also just uh, taking your mind off something can really help you getting through that blockade that you might be thinking about for hours at work. Uh, And then you post on social media, haha, totally got blocked on that thing for 15 minutes. In reality, it was like four hours. (laughs) Maybe it's just me. But those are the things. uh, So you mentioned Twitter. I think Twitter can be a really great source for inspiration. My problem a bit with Twitter is it's, it's such a fire hose of information. Like there's no way you will ever get all the information. And I sometimes have like this fear of missing out or as often described on Twitter, hashtag FOMO. And if you're not there during a certain hour you might just miss out on the topic and i know that there are algorithms from twitter that improve that thing but yeah it's then you'll miss out on diversity stuff it's I, I don't know so for me twitter it's a bit of a two-edged sword and one thing it's like really fun because you can then also interact with the news and share it and get comments and and talk with other people about it but one way that i like to stay up to date is uh, reading blogs and there are some interesting people, or there are some interesting blogs uh, I like to follow, like one that comes to mind is the Visual Studio Dev blog, where you can read all about .NET's news. So there is the Xamarin news, but you also get it from ASP.NET, from Machine Learning, from C++, which I sadly do have too little understanding to ever follow those articles. But those are some really interesting ways how you can study new topics that come up with a bit more in-depth than 160 characters. Yeah.
2: yeah, so for me it's actually the same and I I, I hear what you're saying about like Um, Twitter so the one other thing that I find about Twitter is like you know this that same algorithm you will only find stuff mostly that interests you right so you will stick into your own bubble and you will only see the things that you already found interesting which is great because you know if that's that's the thing you like then that's good but um, it's also very like if we go back to the inspiring stuff it can be very interesting inspiring and good to sometimes look over the fence and See how other people or other technologies are solving things, and uh, you know, use that to your advantage, and maybe let that inspire you to. Uh, do some new things on the platform that you uh, love working on. So uh, that's definitely that. But And with Twitter, I think Twitter is mostly like the entry point for me as well. It's used, I mean, it's being used by a lot of people, but um, also a lot of tech people. Um, and whenever I do read those blog posts or whatever, it's mainly because, you know, people advertise them on Twitter because it gets posted there. And then I open that link, start reading uh, or YouTube videos. I'm I'm pushing out a lot of videos myself. Uh, for the past few weeks and um, I'm also you know looking at my um, competitors colleagues what are they um, well anyway my fellow influencers uh, friends. <laughs> friends 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 um, best friends in the entire world <laughs> exactly and Follow, uh, so like but- subscribe
0: Yes, ding that
2: bell. <laughs> um, I look at a lot of videos there now too, and uh, you know that's also a good way to get information. It's a little bit too noisy for my taste at times. I try to put something on on the background and just go about my usual day job. But uh, I, I really, I'm a man. I can't focus on two things at a time, so um, that's that's not something for me but uh, you know i i enjoy uh, making that and hopefully inspire others that way but um what else twitter blog posts um, of course the the thing that we cannot go to uh, the conferences but luckily there is a lot of online content and and conferences going on as well. Um, And there, you know, it's a lot of sessions that you can learn the new stuff from. Um, uh, Microsoft is coming in with like the .NET Conf, um, the Build Conference, where usually, you know, like the big announcements are made. So you can learn all the new stuff there. Um, And, you know, whenever we can go back to in-person conferences, there's also a lot of stuff and inspiration coming from like the people you're interacting with there. Uh, They are mentioning like, what they're working on you have conversations and um, that's where some good ideas come to fruition
0: wow you touched there on quite a few topics gerald um yeah what i just wanted to say is when reading blogs uh, what helps me sometimes you you said it before you know like you're going through your day job something interesting plops up on twitter or you stumble over this link and you just have got no time and so one strategy that i know many people are doing is You have like this concept of tabs in your browser. And I know that Gerald is familiar with this because he lost his tabs during the last couple of updates of his browser. And so so they have like this huge stash of tabs and they use up, I don't know, a gigantic amount of RAM. So what I've been using lately uh, quite a bit is this thing called Pocket. So whenever you have an interesting article and you think, oh, I'll just read that in my downtime, you can then select Pocket. And you then have got multiple options how you can then read that article. If it's not too technical, you could have it spoken to you. So there's apps that you can install on your phones or tablets, and they will then read the app to you like an audiobook. So if you're out for a walk, you can listen to that uh, blog post uh, or, or that article that you meant to be reading. And uh, what I have put up is also that it will sync it to my Kindle. So over the weekends, I will get a nice pack of reading tips or reading lists of uh, nice created blog posts from my past self. And I can then say, thank you, past Mark, and then go through them. And for one, I do not clutter up my browser through that. And the other thing is like when I have time to read or I can then make like these intentional blocks during my day, well, to sit down, uh, have a nice tea or a coffee, and then just uh, read through some of those articles, which I really enjoy.
2: Well, Mark, ah. I definitely lost my tabs, but I managed to recover them. Um, and the other ah. thing, they have implemented a new feature, so the update was not for nothing where they have like, I think they call it sleeping tabs or something. So they will go like out of your RAM. It will just stay there on the background. The icon fades a little bit um, and it only starts using resources again, whenever you click on it. So, you know, they've made it easier to um, retain my tab hoarding things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I can just go about my way um, as I, as I used to. So I just have a gazillion tabs. I actually completely going off in to a tangent here, but I also have, um, I'm trying now edge has this new feature, at least in like the dev version where you can have your tabs vertically. So I'm trying that. And I'm actually, it, it has a little bit of a bug sometimes where, the, because it also auto collapses, uh, where it doesn't automatically expand sometimes, but, uh, I have them now nice vertically looking. They're looking at me. It's it's cool. It's nice. That is for my browser
0: adventures. <laughs> so you're living with your problems. I don't know how you ever find anything in those 20, 30 tabs.
2: But well, I did a feature suggestion if they could add a search bar in there.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> A tab search bar. Okay, wow. yeah, why not? You, you could put that in another tab. Oh, Just,
2: see? Yeah. There we
0: go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, you also mentioned conferences before and uh, and YouTube. And I've been watching quite a few of those conference talks on YouTube. A lot of big conferences have been uh, uploading their speaker session contents uh, onto there and they are really interesting to get an idea into something. So usually for me, conference talks, I think it's quite hard to have a super deep level topic that's really of interest for you. So what I usually like to do is like get ideas or get experience sessions from people, uh, which they then pack into a different kind of format. Some speakers, uh, or like some sessions are, are very informative. Others are maybe not so, but being on YouTube, uh, the great thing is you can just skip forward if uh, there's a part that you think is uh, not really of interest interest and I also like to watch these videos like when doing maybe a bit of cardio workout on a bike or something like that not outside but inside stationary I think those things they, they mix quite nicely together I'm absolutely not good at multitasking I could not do this while doing work I have tried this in the past many years ago and I was either not working and then watching the YouTube movie or I was working and had no idea what happens for YouTube channel. So yeah, I, I gave up on that one.
1: Yeah. I think my, my YouTube is also, I don't know, it's too messy. I guess if, if I look at my, when I go to YouTube right now and I look at my start page, I also kind of see myself hitting refresh like 10 times to see if something fun pops up through the algorithm and it's kind of detrimental to my my actual spending of the day because i'm just refreshing youtube for content that i want to see but <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's <laughs> really <dumb. laughs> it's really dumb but yeah it happens so for for actual programming content sorry gerald youtube is except for maybe indeed re-watching things like the sessions that mark mentioned i'm not really going there for that what i guess
2: no so i think i think there is a big difference with like maybe we've we've touched on that before so also with like the conferences right i think there is a difference between developers like us who stay like um up to date with like the actual very latest stuff um and the you know the yeah this sounds like i i think less of them which is definitely not what i want to say but like more like the regular developer who you know they have like a very different perspective of what is cutting edge and what is new and whatever if you tell them like things that we maybe perceive as like normal by now with all the azure stuff and serverless and whatever you have to realize that there are people that are you know still working on their vb6 application and they're they're just trying to find new ways to innovate there Um, so then whenever you Come up with stuff like you know serverless azure functions then that's mind-blowing to them which is perfectly fine um and i feel like you know the most conference sessions and youtube content and including mine uh, because you know i i like helping beginners getting started and then take off on their own and, and do the awesome stuff but you know i i feel that it's mostly good for that of course there is deep dive content as well but yeah i i feel like, I think Mark just mentioned that earlier, like there is, um, then you start maybe looking more for like the people who are sharing their experiences because, you know, you've got the technical side under control, Um, you know how to write code, you know how to do some design patterns that are new and fancy, hip and happening, you know, the latest stuff that is available on Azure. So, and then you just start looking into experiences of other people and and how you can get inspired by that.
0: That's true. I always have this thing in the back of my mind when someone's speaking back experiences. I don't think ever anybody will go up on a stage and say, hey, I tried this and that, and it was a total failure, so don't waste your time with this. I'm just saying, there might be some fallacy in these experience sessions but I still think there's often something to take away I mean some of them they are quite close to the truth and they will also say yeah so we had like these three paths and then the first two didn't work out so then we stuck to the third one which works out really well those can be really good but I think it's for evaluating tech it can be sometimes quite hard to do that and if you want to go really deep in my mind um there's like this thing it's called books. You what? can pile them up. You can put them below your monitor so it gets some more height. They're also really useful for reading and learning stuff. And I, if I really want to dive into a topic and I know I want to invest the time, I still tend to then go to books because if you're, there is, if it is a large uh, topic, um, I think it's nice to dive into that and i know that you two you have written your book on xamarin right yeah yeah i never read it after (laughs) no
2: no, maybe we should have so but yeah uh, that's that's kind of the thing and it 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 kind of depends on what the topic is i guess i mean if it's more like architectural design pattern thingy then depending on what you're describing it might live for a longer time but You know, with all the Xamarin stuff, it's going so fast. And um, I mean, I can't even imagine writing a book on Azure stuff because, you know, that stuff just changes every day. Um, So, you know, it it, kind of depends on what you're going to write on if uh, something will stay relevant, yes or no, I guess. Uh, but absolutely I mean a a good book is uh, definitely something that helps as well and I mean even if it's like you know I noticed that about myself and it's I'm trying to avoid a little bit of the technical books but um, something that I really enjoy doing uh, to really unplug is read books actually Um, and I haven't done that for a long time but now you know with the whole pandemic and your options are limited on what you can do. Um, So I found myself a lot of time uh, indoors, and I said to myself whenever I would have a break from work to not just go to lunch and uh, switch from my ultra-wide screen to my big flat screen and watch some Netflix while scrolling on my other smaller screen, uh, which is my phone. Um, But, you know, just put it all away and read a book, and uh, I've been doing that. Um, with quite some success. And, uh, you know, it's just your basic thrillers or whatever and i just finished one on um, information security so so it security and uh, it it was quite good so it's quite entertaining but um definitely if that's something i mean and and that's something that is true for all people everyone learns differently i know people who can have the session in the background running and um, actually get some own programming stuff done so each learns in their own way and that's um that's perfectly fine, but a book can definitely help for that.
1: I need to read more. There, I said it. No,
2: you know, 2021 is coming up. It's time for those New Year's resolutions. Do it.
1: Already? Jeez. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Feels yeah. like March. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels like April. I must say, I've started to take up again reading a bit more. I usually have this habit of reading books like in parallel. So I'll have like a a technical book and a more leisure like book. It's great for relaxing. And I also think like there are so many topics that you can take with Learn. And I mean, we have now touched on quite a few development topics, but I think you can. Learn about a great bunch of other stuff that will that will benefit you during your job or also during life. So um, lately, I've also been dabbling with some organisational books, like uh, let's I dare say management books in a very very uh, high level form. And those things, they can be really, really great source of information because you then suddenly see how other uh, processes around you actually work and what are their goals. And knowing that can be helpful during your day job. And it can also be great to um, see how like the human psych works. I'm generally interested in learning new stuff and I think books that can be a great way if you want to double into something a bit deeper. Another thing that you can do when books are maybe not so your thing uh, is listening to audio books. Now again, code books with code in it in an audio format, not the best way to to read that book, but there are many books out there that do not include any or involve any code and they bring over some concepts and uh, I think those formats they could work. Do you guys ever listen to any audiobooks?
1: Not particularly, to be honest. I, I struggle to find a, a moment to listen to podcasts, so entire books, well obviously you don't need to listen to it in one go, in one sitting, but time is a bit of an issue there. Even though <laughs> that, is, that is definitely something you can just like put it on and, and listen, right? I mean, you can go walk, you can go cook dinner, or there's there's so many ways you can listen to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I just don't get around to it. Maybe because it's just not in my system, but...
2: Yeah, yeah, kind of the same. Um, I, I don't know actually why I don't do it. I think at some point I, I was considering of doing it whenever I had a long commute in the car. Um, but, you know, I just enjoyed falsely singing to my music too much so I never got around to it Um, but yeah and other than that I think you know there's also times where it's like Stephen says when you can go out for a walk and you can put that on but I think there's also times where I just enjoy a whole lot of nothingness just have no information no screen no sound coming into my ears and just enjoy the silence for a little bit
0: and I really envy you for that because I am a bit of the other extreme. So I tend to multitask with when I listen to audio stuff. So if I listen to an audiobook or a podcast, um, I tend to be either cooking or out in the garden or on a jog or something like that. So I, I've noticed that whenever you do something, which is like low physical activity, you can perfectly still listen to a podcast and, or, or an audio book and, and understand what's going on. And I think I'm, I'm a bit in the other extreme camp where like when I'm cooking, I usually always have something running next to me. Uh, it's not always learning. Sometimes it's just a Netflix show, but I rarely have like those moments where nothing is, is running next to me. And I think thinking about those moments, it might not always be all that bad to just be a bit bored at some time because that's like when your brain actually can come up with new ideas or like um, new creations as Stephen mentioned at the beginning of the show. So yeah, I think I, think I envy you there a bit gerald
2: well i i didn't say i was
0: good at it but <laughs> plus your, plus probably your singing skills yeah yeah those yeah. two <laughs> that goes
2: to, goes to. you should you should hear it sometime it's it's really good um yeah no so maybe another show maybe, maybe another show together. maybe we can we can make something out of that yeah um, we can
0: make you you could make your own show you know me and steven will just uh quickly go out for a short break out of studio,
2: and i will take the stage. grab the yes, microphone so. and When was watching yeah do that um so yeah no definitely the same here um i i tend to do that but i've noticed that i just need to do nothing sometimes and really force myself to do that because i i i used to be like you mark um no but i i i definitely have the same tendency to do those things as well you know i i don't know i have the feeling that i always have to be like productive one way or the other uh, i think always learning always something to do, Um, even if it's like, if it's not like technically building any skills, like you say, like just watching a Netflix show or anything, it's just like, you know, always the feeling of I should be, I I should be, I could be doing this basically. And with all the devices that make it very easy to carry all this information and entertainment around, um, it's very easy to be seduced into doing just that. So, but I've, I've trying to um, do a little bit more of, you know, just nothing. Um, at some point, I even I should do that more again. I I have um, what what's it called the, the mindfulness app, Headspace, um, to do that for you know it's just a couple of minutes a day, but it's it's perfectly fine. And also, I have privately admitted it. To, to you guys, I stumbled upon a ASMR YouTube channel while, you know, it was purely professional trying to do some research on my YouTube channel, but I stumbled upon one and it's so very relaxing to listen to that while you're just doing some code and, and work. It's it's so good.
0: It's so good. Whereas ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response or
2: it could be that. I don't, I don't know. I don't care what it stands for, but it's just, <laughs> and it's, it's so, no, I'm not going to say it's stupid because it's amazing. And uh, a lot of people seeing the numbers, a lot of people are enjoying it. So it's, it's, it's like this very basic thing where you just, where they mostly just tap on things either it's wood or plastic or you know with your nails or with your fingers and they go over like the little plush thing over the microphone and they rub a little over it and it sounds very weird right now and it is a little bit weird so that's kind of why i'm maybe a little bit embarrassed about it but it's very relaxing
1: as long as you don't drop the microphone while we're recording then <laughs> well, that's that the other thing. Slightly disturbing. Like
2: the, <laughs> so, whenever you, whenever it jumps to a new one, because that is something that I can have in the background on YouTube. So I just leave it running, and uh, and sometimes I'm I'm done with it too. I, I just turn it off but um it, it it's running in the background and then um suddenly it will switch to a new episode or whatever they're called and you know you get the ad in between so you'll suddenly have this nice relaxing tapping they're not talking uh, you you have the ones with talking that that didn't work for me so no talking um and they're tapping
0: and doing and then
2: suddenly you'll get an ad and have a look at this this is amazing to do and it's like yeah thanks there goes my
0: relaxed feeling thank you Oh well. So, staying up to date, just do nothing and listen to ASMR. That's that's it. That's it for me. Yeah. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you guys also branch out into looking at at things that are not programming related. Like for me, it's it's not necessarily programming related, but it's it's probably the the obvious choice. But I I tend to really like reading about uh, UX and UI. So patterns that that work and don't work in apps and all that good stuff that is related to user experience so that's not necessarily the, the field that i was brought up in and it's it's just a different interest of mine so is is there anything that you guys are actively seeking out that isn't embarrassing like asmr no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> some, some like gardening or right? i don't know just throw something out
0: there. Yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff to learn. So I guess uh, what I've been guilty of uh, over the last couple of months is uh, on YouTube, there are so many great uh, tutorials on how to learn stuff. And I've been quite into weightlifting lately. And so with once you start to train a bit more, you go into nutrition facts and stuff like that. And then you can, uh, it's like entire papers written on the interwebs that you can search for with Google Scholar, and then you can Cross reference, you know, like what is true about certain stuff, or, or is this really just a hype, uh, or is there like any scientific facts that this is based upon? And I've been doing that lately. I don't know if it's got to do something with this pandemic thing going on around, around us, or if it's just a, a hobby that plops up. But uh, yeah, I must say, the, the internet is such a great way to stay up to date. Uh, you can search for so many things, and yeah, just uh, stay on that. I've been using it quite a lot lately to also read up on some physical stuff and some nutritional stuff. What about you, Gerald?
2: No. So again, I I should probably find some ways to unplug more. It's not going to be gardening for sure. <laughs> um, but you know, and that's that's kind of the thing that I discovered lately. That um, again, that we have because we have to stay inside for mostly uh, that that everything that I do basically has to do with screen. So I need to find something that doesn't, you know, because I enjoy the occasional. Game, so my new xbox is coming in but um you know so that's something i enjoy some shows uh, well the reading thing that's that's what i mentioned then um i like to do some sports but again that's the, it's something that i i feel like i i should be doing and i think i would enjoy it more like finding some kind of sport that doesn't feel like doing sports right you know what whatever <laughs> um <laughs> so but i don't know i don't know i i should probably be doing more and that's one of those things where i really feel like i could be using my time more productively than just weightlifting or something like that and that's totally something in my head i do i know that but because you know it's it's healthy and it makes me live longer so then i have more time to be actually productive but uh, um yeah so i don't know if if you have any suggestions please let us know let me know um, they hit me up somewhere and I'll be, uh, let's make a show out of it. I will do, I'll try new hobbies and, and try things out. Let's do that.
0: Well, yeah, we'll make a YouTube channel. Yes. Me and Steve will be standing there with popcorn watching you doing stuff. So. <laughs> making
2: sure <laughs> I don't kill myself. Yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: Making sure you fail. Mm, oh, that's nice. No. Oh, of course not. We'll be cheering on. Mm-hmm. Best cheerleaders ever. Sure. Yeah, kickling along. (laughs) Yeah, and I think that wraps up our episode on staying up to date. We have been your hosts, Mark Alleybone. Janice Close, And Stephen Davison. What are your ways of staying up to date? Do you read magazines or did we miss anything else? Tell us on Twitter at NullPointers.io. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Stay safe and until next week on NullPointers.